0: It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, John? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. Welcome along to the UFC 271 live betting show on Punt School, and for those who are listening in after the fact on uh trademate sports and maybe watching on the youtube channel too so um yeah g'day to everyone a big one this weekend we have the rematch adesanya versus Whitaker, number two for the middleweight title uh along with some great other some other great fights which are um littered with lots of australians and new zealanders all throughout the card so um yeah for those, for those people on this side of the, of the earth, it's uh it's an exciting fight card coming up. I will go through the main card today, trying to steer you guys into some good bets. Um, as always, I've got to be respectful for those who pay subscription fee, for my picks. So I'm not going to give everything away, but I'll try and give as much of a hand, as I can to all of you. Um, but yeah, we'll go through the main card today. There's five fights on the main card. So that will be Bobby Green and Nasrat Hakparast, Kyler Phillips versus Marcelo Royo, Canoneer versus Brunson, Lewis versus Tuivasa, and Adesanya versus Whitaker. So we might as well get straight into it. And yeah, as always, if anyone's got any live questions, shoot them through, and I will uh, I will get to them. First one. Ooh. Bobby Green versus Nasrat Hakparast. I think, as most people would expect, it will probably stay on the feet for the most part. Um, If it was going to go to the ground, if someone was going to attempt a takedown, I assume it would be Green. Green was able to get uh, Moses Moises down a couple of times. So, I mean, he's a pretty accomplished grappler and wrestler. Maybe not accomplished wrestler, but you know, he's he's decent in those areas. So, um, I think he'll he'll probably struggle to get Hack Paras down. But if he times, I can see him. You know, if he really wants to get a takedown, timing something in the middle of the cage, I think he should be able to get Hack Paras down if he times it nicely. Up against the cage, Hack Paras is a lot more versed in his takedown defense. So I could see. Green, but I mean, whether he chooses to or to not, I would, I would, you know, I never see any harm in just uh, throwing it out there to get Hack Press thinking a bit more. And he showed he was, you know, vulnerable in those areas against Hooker, and um, his ground game isn't all that flush. You can keep him down there, but we'll see what he does. But yeah, slight edge there for Green if he does want to use it. Um, on the feet, though, I do, I do expect it to be very even. It's. I would obviously i give, give the edge to Bobby Green. He's he's faced the better opponents, uh, namely Rafael uh, Raphael Fiziev. Went three rounds with him, and competed really well, and was able to take a lot of big shots. He's got a great chin, um, and he won the third round too. So if you're able to go toe to toe with a guy like Fiziev, um you know, against a guy like Hack Parast, who's a level below that or maybe a couple of levels below. Um, I would expect Bobby Green to get the better of him on the free, but Hack Parast is very solid. He's – and he's still young. He's got all the – he's got great fundamentals, great boxing. Um, but, you know, Bobby Green's got the experience. He's fought the tougher guys. If I had to pick someone who's going to win the stand-up, I'd be leaning more towards Bobby Green. Um also, I'd probably lean more towards Bobby Green in terms of being able to get a finish because Hack Parast. Um, oh, sorry. Just because Green's got a very good chin. So I think he's going to be harder to finish. Whereas Nazrat, I would say, still pretty tough and hard to get out of there. Um, but I'd, I'd, if you said, you know, someone's going to get a knockout, I'd lean more to, to Green than Hack than Parast. Um so I think he's just got little edges everywhere. Not huge, but little edges. And I think that's why the odds are where they're at now. I'll share my screen in a second, but we've got um got Hack Parast at, at 215 and Bobby Green at 1.7. I can see Bobby Green's one coming a little bit more, but I wouldn't be surprised if it, it stayed the same. Um but, yeah, as I said, I think Green's just a little bit more confident in his skills, sharper, slicker in general. The thing is, Hakparas is very young. I think he's only 26, 27 now. So, you know, when when people are at that time of their career, the leaps they're going to make from fight to fight are going to be reasonably significant. And I think it's been I think it's been six months since Hakparas' last fight, if not maybe five months. So I think with that amount of time between fights, it gives him a lot of time to work on certain things like his wrestling, like his grappling. Um, And, yeah, we didn't see too much of his hands last time against Hooker, but I would say he was kind of getting the better of Hooker, which says a lot. So, um, yeah, 1.7 for green. I'll just get up the odds Like in the striking, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that Bobby Green is 100% going to be the better striker because I think Nasrat's good. He's going to get better. So he might have made up that gap already and might be better than Bobby. But, um, so, you know, 215 could be value for Hack Paras because if he can win the striking exchanges, you know, it lowers his odds hugely. Um, but i think it's just about right where it is now i don't see value on either side if i had to have a bet in this one though i would recommend um paras by decision because what is it 215 now that you know means people are rating him around about a 55 uh, 45% chance of winning now out of that 45% what are we saying is his chances of finishing Bobby Green, I would say it's pretty darn low, like pretty low, you know, 10 to 15%, maybe his chances of finishing him. So Bobby Green's got a great chin. You know, Hack Press hasn't got like amazing, amazing power. So if you force me to have a bet on this right now, I'd say the best one bet here is Hack Press by decision at 3.4. I wouldn't say it's huge value but I still think it's it's definitely bet-worthy. So that would be one I would recommend there. Um, moving along, Marcelo Royho and Kyla Phillips. Let me just stop sharing my screen. All right. I think Phillips is the better MMA fighter. He's better, well-rounded, especially in the grappling and wrestling. Um, And I also think he's going to be very hard to hit for Rojo. Like he's just in and out so quickly. You don't really know what's coming in his attacks. He's, he's doing a really good job of being very unpredictable, very unorthodox, throwing some wild attacks, but also staying quite safe and not getting hit. He's, For a young guy, I'm very impressed about Kyler Phillips. I think, you know, eventually we'll see him in the top 10. But I can... You know, there's definitely still holes there for Rojo to exploit. Um, He hasn't fought, I think, in a year or so. So, I mean, you know, we might see a completely different kind of fighter after his loss to Jordan. But um, I can see... I can see Rojo looking to press the action while um, Phillips starts in and out with his attacks and tries to, you know, Phillips tries to time takedowns on Rojo, which he's very good at. He's very good at timing takedowns. Um, and I think that's probably his best path to victory, Phillips, is trying to get this to the ground. Rojo looked a little out of sorts for me on the ground. When he faced Jordan and jordan's not really a noted grappler. Um, so I think Phillips can keep him, and from what I've seen of Phillips, he looks great on the ground. So I think Phillips can keep him down there for periods if he's just patient. Um and and work for a submission, maybe just work some ground and pound, maybe just work for a decision. Um and also on the feet, I think Phillips is better too. So for me I understand where the odds are at but the problem is is Phillips is he's still so young. I mean I think he's 25 maybe even younger than that. Um and when you've got a young fighter like this going up against someone like Rojo who's you know solid in all areas um yeah it's it's kind of a scary scary prospect to be backing such low odds but I kind of understand where they why they are this wider apart. I think if Rojo is going to win, I would assume. I think his best chance of winning is by knockout. So, um, yeah, I mean, Kyler does find himself in the pocket every now and then. Um, in that close range and, you know, that's a risky thing. Whereas if I was him, I'd be all the way out or all the way in to a takedown. So I think, yeah, Rojo's best path to victory is keeping this on the feet, try and not get taken down um, and land a big punch to end Phillips' night or just a big punch that, you know, changes the outcome of the fight in a sense and he wins a decision. So, um, but I mean, we saw in that last fight, Phillips and Piver, like, you know, Kyle is very tough to put away. So it's not going to be easy. He's going to have to, he's probably going to have to, you know, end his night with one punch or, you know, really take advantage of the time when he rocks him. So kind of like the last one, if you're making me have a bet, if, uh, if I have to have a bet in this one, just looking at the market here, I'll bring it up i would more so be leaning towards rojo ko at 775 here i think that's probably the best angle um yeah just for me i feel like he's got a better chance of winning this fight through a knockout than beating phillips in a decision just because phillips is kind of better everywhere so um yeah and and if you wanted to go with a phillips angle Ah, it's tough because I think he could seriously get it done anyway. Um, I think the KO is a bit too low, but I'd maybe be looking at the sub for Phillips because, um, yeah, from what I saw uh, of Rojo, he didn't look too competent on the ground. And uh, and I think Phillips does, and I could see him, you know, catching me in a transition sub or um, even just working for one normally so yeah i think if you had to put a bet on phillips that would be more so my angle Alrighty, number three i'll have a drink of water first this will be fun great to see they booked another <clears throat> middleweight bout on the same card as the middleweight title fight so it gives us a bit of a picture of what's next after the title fight, but we've got Cannoneer versus Brunson. I think, so this is just classic wrestler versus striker, wrestler being Brunson, striker being Cannoneer. I think Brunson, it's going to be harder for him to get Cannoneer down consistently like he did against Till. And even against Till, there were times where Um where he defended even though he was pretty deep in on a takedown, Brunson was, and Till was still able to defend. And I think Cannoneer's takedown defense is a level above Till's. So um, I think Brunson overall will struggle to get Cannoneer down. Like he's going to, let's just say he gets him down twice. He's probably attempted six times maybe, something like that. He's gonna have to really he's really gonna have to time it. One or two, he's just gonna he's just gonna have to be relentless with it and um yeah, and just maybe try and exhaust Cannoneer, but I can see Brunson exhausting himself in an attempt to just get it to the ground. Um but he is just relentless with those takedowns, even against Till, like I said, Till defended a lot of the attacks, but he just kept going over and over and over. And, you know, the more you try, the better chance you have of landing one, the closer you are to your next, uh, you know, your next takedown and attempt the that actually works. So I think, yeah, I think Brunson can get him down. It's just a matter of what happens after that, and I'll get to that soon. But I think on the feet, I mean, Cannoneer is clearly better. My biggest worry with Cannoneer though, is he's pretty low output, even against Gastelum, like, that was a bloody close fight. If you go back and watch that fight, you could really have made an argument for Gaston winning that fight. I mean, some of those rounds that Cannoneer won were a knife's edge. And yeah, sure, I scored it for Canoneer too. But you know, anyone that scored it for Gaston, you can't you can't really have too much of a go at them. So yeah, his 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 output is quite low. Um, you know, he'll be smashing in those leg kicks, but the problem is, I don't know if he will try any leg kicks just because he wants to keep, you know, doesn't want to give Brunson an opportunity of taking him down. Um, and yeah, I just worry for Canoneer that his l- output could be so low and he could be so worried about the takedown that, um he could just lose a decision just through not being active enough and Brunson constantly on the front foot. I mean, you could almost like similar to how the Maximov-Soriano fight played out last week. So I could see Brunson just winning a decision, maybe not landing that many takedowns, but just because Kananir hasn't really done much and Brunson's, you know, constantly trying to wrestle him, could win a few rounds like that. Um I think if Cannon his best way is just to be aggressive. I think he's got to be on the front foot, trying to trying to finish or at least land strikes on Brunson and back him up. Because as long as Brunson's backing up, the harder it's going to be for him to land a takedown. You know, if you're getting to the the, you know, if if uh, Brunson's the one on the front foot, his takedowns are going to come easier, and he's going to be able to control him up against the fence. But if he um, yeah, I think if he if he's hesitant and waits on Brunson, he could be in trouble. Um, so if it does go to the ground, yeah, I'm not I'm not 100 sold either way to be honest. If if uh, if Kananier does get taken down, I can see Jared getting back up to his feet relatively quickly, like he did against uh, Whitaker and Hermanson. But I think that would be maybe because Brunson was too aggressive, like he got him down looked to transition straight away, looked for a sub, looked for a some grand and pound straight away. I think Brunson's smartest thing to do would be to just hold position and take things slowly. Um, he did a great job against Till of holding position and also landing some big strikes. So I'm not 100% sold either way on how, because Cannonier has been able to get up to his feet relatively quickly against Hermanson and Whittaker, but both of those fighters aren't exactly... Strong, ruthless on top. Like they're not known for holding people down for long periods. Maybe you could say that against Fahim Manson, but really, when he has held people down for long periods, it was against you know guys like Shabazzian, who you know not that great on the ground. So, um, I'm not really sold either way there. If you can hold him down for a long while, then that's a round lost basically for Canonneer. So. Yeah, he's got to avoid as many takedowns as possible. If his jujitsu isn't great and he can't get back to his feet, um, I agree with the current odds. Yeah, so at the moment, let me just get the odds up. You've got uh Brunson Cannoneer. Yeah, Brunson two point three six and Cannoneer at one point five nine. I agree with those for the most part. I think. Potentially, depending on how confident everyone is about Cannoneers takedown defense, that could he he could go a bit lower. Um, but yeah, looking around at some of these markets, I mean, KO deck for um for cannoneers, probably not the worst angle at 1.64. I mean, his chances of submission are very, very, very small, but I mean, that's probably not a big enough difference for you. Um I would say, just uh, in general, I think it could be a really low output fight. Um, I think, I think if Brunson gets him down to the ground, he might opt for position over damage, and just eke out a decision. Um, and you know, Cannoneer is good on the ground too, so it's going to be hard to absolutely maul on the ground. Whereas for for Cannoneer, I think, yeah, sure. He could knock him out for sure. But I think these numbers are way too small for me. Um, Sorry, we got Brunson. Sorry, Canonier at 2.16 for KO. It's just way too low for me, I think. Yeah, I really do think that Brunson, I mean, Brunson even against Till, like he took a few punches and then ended up getting him to the ground in a scramble. So, Kananir just has to be so clued in at all times, so focused, even if he rocks Brunson. Even if Brunson's slightly wobbled, he can't go rushing in and look to finish the fight in a, you know, reckless style because Brunson will just take him down. So considering Canonier has to be so um, patient and, you know, worry about that takedown, I kind of think there's a good chance it goes to goes the distance, and I noticed before that Top Sport have a special on uh, the fight to go the distance at two fifty. So I think that's a good bet to take. I mean, hopefully those out there don't want to bet more than $100 cause it's a hundred dollars because the max bet a hundred dollars. But I think uh, if you uh, don't want to bet more than a hundred dollars, yeah, that's a great bet for the fight to go the distance at two fifty. I think the true odds, or I mean the the odds normally without the booster to, yeah, 234. So even 234, I don't think it's the worst bet in the world. So, yeah, I, I kind of, I don't mind the fight to go the distance, but not normally something I venture into, but I think that bet makes sense. So that would be a recommendation there. Moving onwards, though, the fight of the night, <laughs> the uh, the one that probably most people are looking forward to the most, which says a lot considering you've got, the, uh, the main event that we have. But, uh yeah, Taito Ivasa versus Derek Lewis. I think if you want to look at this from a pretty pretty simplistic view, they're both kind of the same fight or very similar in, in the way they approach their fights. They want to find the knockout as soon as possible or, you know, they want to knock you out eventually. So I... You would think this'll be on the feet basically the whole time. I mean, I've heard lots of theories being banded around by certain experts, but I mean I just can't see Lewis being able to being like wasting his energy to take Tuivasa down and uh and, and the other way around too. I think Tuivasa even tried it. I think he did try to take down against uh, Sakai, which probably not a bad idea because Sakai, you know, hasn't got the greatest wrestling, but the only bit of wrestling I can see here is having is when they're up against the fence. If that ever happens, so, and that's dangerous. If it ever does get up against the fence, whoever's in the stronger position is in serious. Well, the one who's not in the strongest position, who one who the person who's against the fence is seriously vulnerable to a big shot. Okay, but overall, probably plays out mostly in the center of the octagon. I'd say Tui Vasa is. More technical, and he's gonna have a higher output, and he, he's just overall, I would say, a more, um, I think technical is probably the best best word to put it. He's, um, you know, he's more likely to to be a bit more trickier with his uh, with his striking. Like he's gonna he's gonna leg kick trying to set up something later. Um, you know, he's trying to break you down a lot more than Lewis is. Lewis is more of an exploder. You know, He he's trying to almost lull you in and then explode. Um, he's trying to corner you against the cage and explode. Um, but it's hard to say who's got the speed advantage here. Um, I don't really side with either of them on that. But I do think to Ivasa, the longer the fight goes, the more we're getting into a decision territory or, um, you know, the more they tire, the more, you know, Lewis's attacks will be less explosive and the more where, you know, someone like Tuivasa, who's a little bit more technical or at least fights more technical, that's where he's going to, you know, his chances, I think just in general Tuivasa's chances will increase as the fight goes longer. Um. So yeah, game plan for Tui Vasa would be, don't get stuck on the cage, because when he has his opponent opponents up against the cage, Lewis unleashes. Um, and my other tip for Tui Vasa, if he wants it, is to absolutely smash him with leg kicks. We've seen it in multiple fights with uh, Tui Vasa. I don't think we've seen it really come to fruition yet, just because. He normally gets the finish um, before the leg kicks start to pay dividend. But like in that um, Greg Hardy fight, um, trying to think back to some other ones, he's got great leg kicks. And I think he he could really chew up Lewis's front leg, which does multiple things. It obviously scores in points. Um, and it slows Lewis down so much in terms of his uh explosive attacks. So Tuivasa, if he just I mean, I know he probably wants to put on a show, and that's the biggest worry for me. If Tuivasa is very smart and technical about this, you just stay away from the cage, try and keep it in the middle as much as you can, don't get backed up against the cage and smash him with leg kicks when you get the chance. Don't be overzealous. Don't rush in with anything too early. Try and break him down from the bottom. Whereas if I'm Lewis, avoid the leg kicks. If Tuivasa does try to employ them um, and do what he normally does. Like I think we can pretty much see exactly what Lewis is going to do. Yeah, just explode here and there and try and corner Tuivasa and try and catch him. I basically, I think the winner of this fight most likely is the person who dominates the cage probably. So the person who's either dominating the center or, um, yeah, has got better cage control and is putting the other person on the back foot is probably going to win this fight because both of them are very dangerous when they have their opponent cornered. Both of them can knock out each other. Lewis should be the favorite. Because he, you know, he's been doing this longer, facing better opponents, Um, probably got more power. I mean, they've both got serious power, so I don't even know if that's worth even mentioning. Mentioning, sorry. Um, The one thing I would uh, note though is Tuivasa's chin. I feel like he's got a very good chin. I've just got this feeling. I mean, he's got a massive head, which helps for one, (laughs) Um, and the only time seen him wobbled really was against um was against hardy and hardy cracked him with a big punch and yeah he stumbled a little bit but he wasn't you'd say he was rocked he wasn't you know he wasn't seeing stars in a way He was just a little bit off balance um I mean, you could, even in the JDS fight when he got TKO'd, it wasn't through being knocked out. It was just through like he just literally didn't know how to defend himself. So I'd say Tuivasa has got a better chin than Lewis probably and there's a chance that he might be able to take a Lewis bomb or two. There might be a chance. It would be incredible, but there is a chance, I think, that Tuivasa could have a great chin and if Lewis... You know, if he has a good enough chin to withstand Lewis KO, then, you know, Lewis is in serious trouble. Um, I just see Tuivasa just making strides. And, I mean, I don't think he's going to make huge strides in this fight because it's only two months after his last one. But, um, you know, Sakai was the first decent striker Tuivasa's fought and he passed with flying colours. I didn't, you know, yeah, he was a little bit susceptible in the clinch, but, I mean... Um, Lewis isn't going to be the same in those, like, he's not going to, you know, smash him with knees or anything like that. He's not tall enough, but so yeah, overall, let's have a look at the odds. We've got Vasa at 2.49 and Lewis at 1.55. Have a look at some of these prop markets uh to ivasa decision 8.5 lewis decision 6.75 lewis ko 1.91 to ivasa ko 3.3. um i think that i think that tuivasa is going to come in i think he should i think he just should be shorter than this i'd price him around 2.3 so there's your first bet uh, if you just want to back Tui Vasa on the money line, because I do think that there's a chance that this could go to decision. Um, what is the odds on that? Will the fight go to decision? Yes, 4.7. That's not even the worst bet in the world either. Um, the other one I liked was Tui Vasa decision at 8.5. I think if it does go to decision, Tui is more likely to beat, to win a decision than Lewis would because he's got a better gas tank and um, he's probably going to have better output. So he favours more towards winning a decision if neither of them can knock the other one out. So, yeah, um, that's how I see that fight. And so, yeah, I think Tuivasa 2.49 is probably your best bet there. And, uh, yeah, I'd happily recommend that one. I think I bet Tuivasa at 2.62 earlier in the week. so. So, yeah, I think that's a good bet. All right, last one. The main event, the middleweight title fight, the rematch. So for those who don't know, I think it was 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Adesanya KO'd Whitaker in the second round, rocked him in the first, uh, finished him in the second, and it was basically total domination. But... I do believe this is a completely different fight. Um, I think Whittaker will learn a lot from that fight. He was just, you know, as most people would know, he was lunging in very desperate, you know, as he's mentioned in interviews, his ego got the best of him. He wanted to prove that, you know, that he was the best best striker, you know, the best fighter in the middleweight division. And um, it all got to his head and he fought emotionally. And, um, yeah, yeah. He got absolutely ruined by adesanya so i think this time he's going to be a lot more patient i think you know he's not going to go lunging in with you know those crazy kind of you know punches that he was going for i think he's really going to pick his shots um and you know i I just think in general this could be a lot more um a pretty low output fight in general, in terms of um, big actions. I can see high output from Izzy uh, in terms of his leg kicks. But outside of that, I think it could be like a really, really tactical fight. Like I don't really – I couldn't really see it being like a fight of the night kind of bout because if it does get into that territory, I just see – one of these guys, especially Adesanya, most likely, KOing Whitaker. So um yeah, I think I think Izzy is the better striker, probably you know, obviously. Um, but he has a lot more to think about this time around. Because as we've seen from Rob in his last three fights, he's started to work in takedowns into his offense. And that's uh They're beautifully timed, beautifully executed. I mean, he's not a wrestler, but it just shows that if if you can master the timing of a takedown and mix it in with your other parts of your game, it's such an effective weapon to have. So Izzy's got a lot more to think about because I can't see Rob doing the same thing on the feet. And secondly, now he has to think about the takedown too, which I can almost... I don't think he would have been too worried about in the first fight. Um, he knows he knows that Rob can take him to the ground if Rob times him, um, and and he'll you know like I said he knows that Rob's not going to be as sloppy on the feet. So yeah, consider this being a pretty low volume fight. Is he looking to land a lot of leg kicks um, and hope that? Um, Whitaker might get frustrated with those leg kicks um, and overcommit to something, or you know, overcommit to a takedown. Um, yeah, just in general, get a bit sloppy. I think Addison is just going to wait on Whitaker for most of the fight. Um, in terms of offense, I think it'll mostly be leg kicks, and but it will be very interesting to see. I mean, his leg kicks are so quick, but um, I think Whitaker will be looking at. Trying to take him down with those leg kicks, too. So, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to just going to be so fascinating to see how it plays out. Um, I think, yeah, Whitaker will probably go with a similar game plan, just a lot more risk averse. Um, Yeah, so less output. And uh, yeah, his key to victory is trying to get those takedowns. And I do think he can get Israel to the ground if. If he times them, he can't, you know, he can't do a Brunson and just overwhelm, overwhelm. Literally, that's all he's doing, not throwing a single punch. He's just working to get that takedown. Um, But, yeah, on the ground, it could be really interesting. I think Rob could potentially hold him down there for some time. But the thing is, in all of Rob's fights, he hasn't really held any of his, of his opponents down for long periods of time. Um, but, I mean, he's got good jiu-jitsu. So I think for Rob, if he does get him down, work for position, just try and hold him down. He's got good transitions, but just be patient. Hold him down for a bit. And I would almost wait for Izzy to make a mistake when trying to get back up, which he did versus Tori, and he ended up on his back or with Vittori on his back. And so I wouldn't be surprised at all if Rob was able to get his, his back at some point and that, that really makes things interesting. Um, because if, you know, if Rob can keep him down for long periods of time, then, um, yeah, it just makes the fight so much more interesting. Um, Rob doesn't really work for submissions from what I've seen. He's more looking for position, which which is good, obviously. But, um, yeah, I think if he's more worried about position, then hopefully or, you know, if you're you're a Whittaker fan, um, yeah, Adesanya just tries to escape and put himself in a bad position because, you know, it's Adesanya's worst part of his game. He's got... Arguably the best striking in the UFC, he's got good takedown defense, especially up against the cage. But um, other than that, on on the ground, you know, he's run of the mill. So yeah, unless he's made huge improvements there, we don't know. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's a lot to take into account. I think overall. Whitaker basically has to fight the perfect fight, which is a worry because, you know, that would rarely happen in any kind of fight. He has to avoid, you know, uh, a large amount of leg kicks from Adesanya. He has to avoid rushing in and getting caught. Um, and he almost has to land takedowns if he's going to want to win a decision or, um, or, I mean, it's his best path to victory. So he almost does have to land takedowns. All right, looking at the current odds. Um, yeah, Adesanya 1.37, Whitaker 3.2. Yeah. Um, if you like Adesanya Kea, they've got a nice little special here top sport for $50 at threes, so that's pretty decent. Um, sorry, just uh, trying to get my bearings around here. So if you want to, if you're a long shot, I think Whitaker sub's a little bit big. I know he's literally never got a submission in his life, but there's a good chance he could get Israel down and there's a good chance Israel could find himself um in a bad position and uh yeah 16s for me I think that's worth a little pop if you uh want to have a big speculator but I do think 3.2 for Whittaker is a little bit high too I mean I would probably I would I'd be inclined I don't think it's a huge edge but I'd be inclined to bet Whittaker over threes um somewhere over three and I think 3.2 would be good enough for me um his, his takedown timing is just awesome, and I think he can definitely take Israel to the ground. And if he can get Israel to the ground, then um, anything could happen. Anything could happen. He could find a submission. He could just keep him down there for periods of time. The main thing is I think it's going to be a pretty low-output fight, um, and, and Whitaker's is going to be very patient, and I think he's a completely different fighter to the one that fought uh years ago so a little bit wide for me um and yeah i think you know i think Whitaker's is just a little bit too high so if you want a value play i think 3.2 for Whitaker's is a decent bet all right and that does it for today um for those who are new to this stream uh the live the live show here please uh you know if you've uh if you're keen Go and subscribe to MMA Pun School, which is the service I run through Pun School. Um, you'll get a lot more tips <laughs> than um, that I went through today, and we're uh, we're running at a I think a seventeen percent ROI or something like that around that. So, yeah, going really well. But those people just on the channel subscribe to subscribe to Pun School if you're interested. As I said in the service, check my results out of VellaBetting and you can subscribe there too. Um, but yeah, those watching on TradeMate, pun School, do all the good stuff, like and subscribe, and uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy the fights this weekend. It should be a very fun Sunday for for Australians and uh, for those around the world uh, watching on Saturdays or Sunday mornings. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a cracking card from top to bottom too. There's some great fights on the on the early prelims and uh and and just standard prelims so yeah i'll be back next week i believe it's um i think it's it's tisanyos and Fiziev, which is a which is a you know another cracking fight so let's uh yeah see you all back next week but uh yeah enjoy the fights this weekend and cheers